Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Joel Saltis from Choice Local. Choice Local is a purpose-driven, result-focused franchise marketing agency that only serves franchisors and franchisees. Today, Choice Local works with over 50 franchise systems. They are the first and only franchise marketing agency. Welcome, Joe. Hello, Shahid. Great to be with you today. Yeah, same here, my friend. Thank you so much. That's exciting. So how long have you been doing this uh, franchise marketing? Went full-time into Choice Local in October 2015. Prior to that, I worked at one of the top advertising agencies in the world, was ranked by Advertising Age. I, I oversaw everything there except for for sales and accounting, and we serve multi-billion dollar companies. And then I wanted to go, and I always said I want to be successful so that I could help people. My wife and I lost a child late into a pregnancy, found a choice local as a result of it with a mission of help others. We take 10% of our profits out of the company, use it to help kids in need. Got a big, curious, audacious goal, helping 10,000 kids a year, but it's also helping our franchisor and franchisee dreams come true, as well as our teammates. And today we're one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S., this actual helps franchisors expand their locations and then also helps franchisees buy franchises? Yeah. So essentially, if you look at a franchise system, every franchise system needs new franchisees. They need their franchisees to get more customers and grow in revenue. And they also need new employees and talent to, to work at their franchise locations. So if you just go with the franchise system, everybody's most familiar with. So if you look at like a McDonald's, so they, they have thousands of franchise units all over the world, and they're always looking to bring on new franchisees. Franchisees are always looking to get more customers, and then they need people to work. So we take care of all three of those pain points through a really robust set of digital marketing, that, and that as well as things related to CRM and text nurturing, customer loyalty, and referral and word of mouth really takes the entire gambit of the franchise space. Awesome. Now, what would you consider a good time for someone to decide to franchise? Obviously, the sales yeah. have to be there and everything, right? But is there any other kind of criteria that someone in the audience can say, oh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm ready. So it, it, there's two different sides of this, the franchisor side and the franchisee side. So on, on the franchisee side, if you're looking for a way to grow a business that is proven and works and has a proven system and set up for it, franchising is really a great way to go. It's a very relatively low risk way to start a business where you're coming into something that's already proven. Um, and then you just open that franchise in a local location. And there, there's a, basically any type of business is franchising, really in any industry. We work in 35 different industries with, within Choice Local. Yeah, so you could there's franchises that do home improvement. There's franchise systems that do home renovation. There's franchise systems that 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 do food service. There's franchise systems that do in-home care for seniors. There's franchise systems for assisted living. There's franchise systems for auto repair. There's franchise systems that are medical or dental. So really, you can find a business that is a strong fit for you, for your passions, and then also has a lot of economic momentum behind it. 
There's some industries that are growing very well. There's other industries in franchising where they have something that's so unique and so differentiating that just getting in there, you can have amazing success. And then there's also the franchisor side where you have a business that's proven that's very successful. Then you want to get to the point where you can take that and turn it into a simple repeatable process and then build recommended agencies and recommended tools and recommended suppliers for your franchise ecosystem. And once you've been able to do that and you can replicate that success within several different locations, then you might have something that you wanna consider franchising out. What, how that whole ecosystem works is the franchisees get a proven system that works and wins. And the franchisors for giving you that system, the training and support to be successful in that system, get a share in a royalty in, in revenue. And then what the franchisee gets on top of that is one that typically when they're looking to sell their business or exit from their business, whenever that is, they have a business that's more successful than it otherwise would have been because they have the collective learning of the franchisor and then the entire franchisee community. Uh, in addition to that, the business owner is able to sell that business usually for a higher multiple of earnings and revenue as a direct result of it being a franchise brand and a proven business that, that that's working and is working in many places all over the country or even all over the world if it's a global franchise system. Thanks, Joe. So what would you recommend that someone that has a business to open a few corporate locations, like four or five, six locations before they start looking into franchising it out? Yeah, that's typically a good way to go about it. Another way that you can also do it is you can attract franchisees. But typically when someone comes in to become a new franchisee, there's like a new franchise fee. For some franchise systems, it's 25000 For others, it's 50000 or 70000 or even $100,000. Uh, and then there's a royalty rate. That royalty rate can range anywhere from 3 to 13% of revenue. It's a typical gambit that you'll see. So with your first initial franchisees, you can offer incentives off of those and then get them into the system, give them the full attention of the franchisor, and then replicate that way. It's a less capital intensive way to do it. There are two schools of thought about how to go about doing it, but both of those ways have a lot of validity to go about doing it. Excellent. Before COVID, we also had a medical facility that we actually working with a company to, to franchise it. We had a unique brand and a unique offering. We were actually helping people get better. It was a health industry and COVID hit. It was just, we already invested that kind of money that you were just referring to, to set up the paperwork, yeah, the franchise agreements and all that, the yeah, operational manual, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the fun stuff. So when everything just fell apart, actually our location was located in an area where it completely stopped. The whole mall was just empty for a while because it was, it was predominantly Cantonese Mandarin. So they heard some news from China that people are dying and they got scared and they just stopped coming, canceling. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that so is not a great time. we just had to make a rough decision. Yeah, tough. Sorry? Yes. That's tough timing. That really is. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was learning, right? It had to happen. I'm grateful kind of that it did happen. Everything. I know a lot of people suffered with COVID, so I'm not downplaying it, but for my life, it has been a great, great thing. So that's wonderful. And I love the fact that it's such an easy way. It's not easy, but a good way to expand your business through franchising. Yeah. It's a franchise or like, I mean, if you look at 
the early founding McDonald's, for example, they didn't have the capital to build hundreds and even thousands of locations. Yeah. The franchisees had the capital to do it on their own or through loans, through banks. There's lots of different ways to do it. You can use the cash flow of the business to, to fund the cost of the business. You can get a business loan. I mean, being part of a franchise system, it's easier to do that. There's really neat companies like Apple Capital that, and Apple Pie Capital, I believe, that, that specialize in the franchising space with these business loans for franchise. And they have an incredibly high success rate. Their default rate is like well below 2%, well below 2% mm. on these loans. So that shows you how successful franchising can be when you're taking business loans out to start a brand new business and the default rate is below that percentage point. So they, there's lots of ways to do that. And it's, and that's what the beauty of franchising is to win-win. And it's also, I love small business. It's small business that becomes big business, but it's also small business. So you're dealing with small business owners, good salt of the earth people. And uh, there's it, just a beautiful thing about the franchising community. Everybody talks to everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Franchisors, no franchisors, franchisees, no franchisees. And your reputation is everything. And that's a good thing because it helps build a virtuous culture. Yeah. And for anyone that's in the audience that has a business and they're really excited about their business, right? And they're looking to expand it, for example, a small business. And is there anything that you can share where they can look at like a criteria list or top five things to look at in their business if they're doing other than the five, six locations, right? Corporate locations, anything that they can give them a direction saying, you know what? I'm on the right path and you know what, I'm going to look at franchising this to people, help them find a solution that is already successful with us. We just have to make, tweak it a little bit for them in different locations, but you could probably give them some pointers to what to look for to see if it makes sense. Yeah. So one of the first things that every franchisor needs the very first thing is a proven growth ecosystem. So what I'm talking mm. about is a sales and marketing ecosystem. So if you've built a business based on your reputation and your personal network and your personality, and that's the source of your business and that's it, that's harder to replicate. Um, so you, you need a proven marketing ecosystem that's going to drive that growth or basically you plug into it and leads start coming in and then there's a proven sales methodology to bring those leads in, in into closed and paid customers every franchise system needs that and if you don't have that out of the gate you need to focus on that first and foremost the second mm -hmm. thing that you need is once you have this proven recipe for success it needs to be documented I mean, you need to have robust training on it it needs to be written out do video training make sure you have the infrastructure in place to do the training with your franchisees once they come on board that's a critical part of that success. Then you need your FD and your franchise agreement. Typically, when you're setting those up, you're going to pay between thirty dollars and $50,000 in legal fees to get that up and set up correctly. Also, just to be aware, there are some states that if you want to franchise in, it's called a non-registered state. That's not a big deal at all. You can just go ahead and start franchising in those. Once you have your FTD in other states, you're going to need to fill out paperwork with that individual state in order for the rights to franchise in those states. The other thing I'd recommend is when you're looking to franchise, you're going to want to want to start in a more defined geographic area. So don't just start selling to anywhere in the U.S., for example, if you want to franchise in the United States. You want to focus in on a set geographic area and then build a Location. footprint because it's going to cost money to support your franchisees when you do on-site visits and you're traveling to visit them and they're coming to visit you. Smart. So if you need to diverse, 
diversify across. You have one in California, you got one in New York City, you got one in Florida, you got one in Texas, and then you're located in Iowa, <laughs> for example. Yeah. <laughs> you set yourself up with vastly increased costs with not that much revenue. So you really want to focus your geo geo target, if you will, to where you want to do your franchise development at. And then the other things that you're going to want to look at is your franchisees are going to also benefit from that tight geographic area. Franchisees build on brand. So in an area where a brand is intimately familiar with everybody, that improves sales just because it's a familiar brand. Uh, we've all experienced this. You're on a road trip, you're driving down the highway, you see the blue signs and you're like, I want to eat there because I know what I'm going to expect. So that that works on the local level too, whether that be a home improvement business that's built a, a fantastic reputation in a particular state, whether that be a plumbing business, whether that be a home care business that's taking care of mom and dad, that's critical or reputation is or assisted living, whatever it may be. All of these things are really critical. So you want to build that brand and then that franchisor can invest those marketing dollars through usually something called like a national brand fund, which is funded across the franchise system in that area to build that brand and build that brand familiarity while the franchisees can invest in hardcore lead generation and customer generation and foot traffic generation, depending on the type of business through local marketing programs that, that they can opt into that are proven and can work quite well. So Joe, what is the hottest industry in the next five years? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So what's, what we've actually seen huge growth in has been home services. So what ended up happening during COVID is that places that you needed to go to (laughs) in order to get that product or service started, people stepped away from and got a little nervous about. But the businesses that are really growing are the ones that you're going into the home and you're doing the services in the home. There's been a huge increase in demand in those types of businesses. There's been a huge increase in demand from a franchise development side, as well as from a customer acquisition side. There's other ones that are hit. You got to look at recessions and those types of things. So like moving in storage right now with mortgage rates going up very high, they're down 20% this particular year where typically that's a very solid industry. So you got to watch what's going on there for the time being. That's obviously going to turn around as soon as interest rates drop again and the economy is humming along. That industry Mm. will boom. Um, But that's something to be aware of. And then uh, other things that are seeing huge growth and interest are the medical fields. So medical, dental, there's a lot of interest there. And you might be like, hey, I know I'm not a doctor or I'm not a nurse practitioner. That's not a fit for me. It could be as an investor. It depends on how you want to go about it. If you want to hire the team for it, there's a lot of growth there and there's a lot of differentiation there. It's a harder industry to get into for obvious reasons. Whereas there's some industries where basically you can say, hey, I'm in this business now and you just are. The barriers to entry are very low. Other businesses have a higher barrier to entry, which once you get up and get going, it's, it's easier to build a bigger, more profitable business. Yeah, that's wonderful, Joe. When you mention about, I'm not a doctor, how are we going to do it? It just reminded me that we also like no background, no back, background in medical. And we just had people that were working that had the licenses and they were professional. It really shouldn't restrict anybody. Maybe in the industry, they might might not like you as much because you're not coming from their industry, but it's still possible, right? Especially with the help with you guys to find the right brand. Yeah, that that's right. Because I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to be like a glacial dental franchise system, for example, you look at that. 
the vast majority of franchisees that come in are dentists. That, Sorry? That have the glacial Dental. It's a dental franchise system for dentists. Okay. With this franchise system, the, the home office is doing significantly better than the average dental office in the United States. It's one of the top performing dental offices. So you can get a franchise. Sorry to interrupt. You can get a franchise and just open it in your home. No, Glacial Dental. It's literally a dentist. So this is not home services. So in other words, you want to go to the dentist, you can go to a Glacial Dental location and have your dental care done there. But in that space, these dentists can come in and they can get a business that is doing three times the national average in terms of revenue, twice the national average in terms of patient loyalty. They can grow $600,000 a year in new patient growth on top of that 85% patient retention. So the business can get quite lucrative. It's also a purpose-driven business with a great culture. So a lot of dentists are attracted to that because dentists go to dental school to learn how to be a dentist, but they don't learn how to run a business. Yes. And so there's an opportunity there where you can marry Dentists that want to convert their business, that's just one set, and there's a lot of that. But there's also investors that that want to partner with dentists coming out of dental school and build something very successful together where that dentist doesn't need to take out the amount of money that it needs to launch a dental practice and can earn some sweat equity in that business and Mm -hmm. grow that business and then eventually maybe work their way up to having majority control of that dental practice but without all of that risk up front and also have a proven system where they can have just astronomically high growth compared to what a typical dental practice would have. And it really can shortcut a lot of the pain that a lot of these younger dentists have to go through by marrying those investors with those dentists. So you could do that in any, in, in any type of medical field. And we're seeing like cryptotherapy and a lot of the, those types of things also as well, really starting to take off or cry, cryo. So you have, and that's these like IV therapy. There's a lot of growth, like Restore Harper Wellness and, and franchise brands like this are experiencing a lot of growth with some of these medical treatments as well too. Yeah. Good, Joe. Can you share with us what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Oh, geez. I'd say that it's a genuine love and care for others. Oh <laughs> man, I love that. So if you genuinely love and care about others, you're going to be successful. You're going to attract uh, like-minded people. Light attracts light, if you will. And that breeds loyalty. And I'm not just talking about with franchisors and franchisees. I'm talking about, and I'm not just talking about with customers. I'm talking about with teammates. And when teammates are loyal, you get more. So this whole thing just builds this beautiful ecosystem. You know, it's kind of, there's this book, Everything I Ever Needed to Learn, I Learned in Kindergarten. And I think there's some truth to that. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And if you're genuinely looking out for the best interests of everybody around you, people sense that and good things happen. It's so true. It's so true, Joe, because like I I say this in most of my, in my, most of my episode, because it just comes up. That's what we're seeing with this show. We're just being genuine and just caring and just providing value. We're not trying to judge anyone that comes on the show. We're not, I'm not like criticizing, not trying to figure out what kind of bit, what anything negative, for example, right? Is just being and just chatting with someone with love and care, like you mentioned. And the quality that you get from that is just next level. And really, people are really are have this desire for it now, right? They're just done with the cosmetic type of interactions with people that they're just speaking because what they want to hear. They're saying what you want to hear. You know what I mean? It's not right. there's no truth. The truth is lacking. And because of COVID, we're seeing a huge shift. 
It's so true. When you focus on that, it does great things. We've won yes. place awards now six years in a row. We're one of the fastest growing companies in the United States. We won an award for being the in the top 30 fastest growing companies awesome. in Northeast Ohio. And that happens just by living our mission of helping others. And Beautiful. And the number one thing any business can do is it, you need to understand as a business owner or as a, an investor is your business is not about you. It is nothing to do with you. It is all about others. It's about yeah. it's serving others. And if you go in with a mindset that you want to serve others and you not only want to serve them, but you want to have a transformational impact on their life, then you're going to always be striving for greatness. And that greatness, that constant work towards greatness, if a human mind sets their mind to something and just is relentless and <laughs> going after it, things tend to happen. And it's a really beautiful thing. So that's the number one thing I think any business can Love do it. if they really want to. Love it. Things Love it, Joe. Thing. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show, share these things. Because personally, I love interviewing individuals like you with a heart because I do guess I love all my guests. I love all the audience. We get the ones with a very strong ego and it's more related to me kind of situation. I lose, I somehow I lose focus and you'll see some of those episodes. And because I genuinely feel like we need heart in businesses, we need right. heart in everything that we do, like not anything, like the people that we deal with, there should just be pure love and care because the more we have that energy around us, the more, like you said, we bring it into our life and the people that we know is transformational. Yeah, it's amazing. So I'll just tell you one, one great story. I've been blessed to have a lot of great mentors in my life. There's a guy by the name of Kevin Shaw. He was the majority owner and investor when I spent my time working at Fathom. And he took a company and he made it wildly successful called NCS Healthcare. He was publicly traded. And then he, after running that as a publicly traded company, it wasn't, he took an IPO, took it publicly traded, very successful company. Then he exited that company and he basically could have retired and just been done with it for the rest of his life. But then out of that, what he did is he got involved with this group called Social Venture Partners. And it basically, he knows a lot about business sophistication and how to run a successful business. And he took that for the nonprofit space. And with Social Venture Partners, what they do is they partner with nonprofits and they teach these principles of culture and KPIs and core values and mission and business strategy and things like iOS and traction and then implementing that in nonprofits. And he's had a huge impact on all those nonprofits. In addition to that, he's now chairman of about 10 different companies. And then mm. out of these companies, he finds really strong, driven people with a heart that have with a servant leader mind, mindset and makes them CEO of these companies. And then he trains them. And out of those companies, he'll also find other people and then bring them up to be CEO. So now he's had this ripple effect where he's been involved in 20 some companies. I don't even know how many nonprofits and he's doing it part-time in his retirement, but still having this beautiful, it. positive effect. And there are financial rewards for that because he, he's majority owner or is in, in, of most of these companies and minority and others, but he's doing it for the right reasons and he does things in a very selfless way, but it's coming back to him at the same time. That's how this stuff works. Yeah, and it's people so need true. to understand that. Yeah, um, so true. It's uh, people, once they start realizing that there is some, there is a tremendous amount of power behind being this way, both science and theology, you know, this, 
There's something behind it that when you're good and you're habitually not playing a front, like habitually, like really from your heart, trueness, when you do that, there's some something like I would years ago, if I heard this, I would think I'll be the guy's crazy, but I'm just saying experimentally, my, my own life is just transformed ever since the focus went to others. And I'm grateful to have this chance to interview Joe and you got, you're going places, the gentleman that you just mentioned, he's going places for sure. I appreciate you. And I appreciate the fact that you took the time to come on here, keep going. Keep spreading this message on other shows. And I see that you're going to help a lot of franchises succeed as well. Because if you're coming with the power, it's going to be around for those people as well. So this is great. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. And thank you, audience. Appreciate you guys very much as well. Thank you for helping us grow. Thank you for commenting, sharing. Just being part of our audience is just so special to have you guys. And we're looking forward to see you guys expand and create quantum leaps in your life. And definitely, if you want to get in touch with Joe, all his information will be in the show notes, as always. And if you have a business that is looking or even thought about expanding, take a look at becoming a franchisor. And if you're looking for a business and not sure what to start, Check with Joe because he has the stuff that's trending, has stuff that's going to be more successful in the next five years. You want to work with someone that has that knowledge and has that data because without data is everything, right? So thank you again, Joe, and thank you, audience.